Hello, and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I am your host, Matthew, and with me, I have my two friends in two little black boxes, Ryan, who died, and Scott. I'm still alive, and that is clearly you, Ryan, in a bald cap. How'd you... How'd you know? It's just the, the skin was bunching up, and... Uh, oh, oh, you know, well, my tanning skills, they're just not what they used to be. Well, we all knew it would come to this. It's fine. Yeah, it was it was bound to happen. You know, just one one edit too far, I guess. <laughs> I, I kept told him to cut my ums. I, I kept telling, uh, yeah, and to you know, to, hey, don't don't cut out of those times where I'm definitely funnier than those other times that I'm on the podcast. Yeah, uh, sure. but anyway, Matthew is not uh, with us this time. Uh, who knows what happened to him? I have no idea what he's doing. I genuinely don't know. Yeah, he just, he just was like, "You guys are gonna have to do the show." I'm like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, I'll we'll see how do this it. goes. We're good. I mean, let's see. Ever. Let's let's. I think he's still doing the editing, so let's see how much we can make him cut out. Um, friend sorry. of the show, cocaine, fat rails, <laughs> and the and our good friends, the Sinaloa Cartel, <laughs> <laughs> methamphetamine. <laughs> What's for dinner? <laughs> Okay, so um, Scott, how's gaming? Gaming's good. Uh, Aberrant's going good. Uh, they just dropped the player's guide for the night in question. Uh, so I'm going to consume that when we're done here. Red. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to duct tape a mask around my face for whenever I'm in the public areas. Because uh, fuck Corona. You just need a nice, you know, like a nice hermetic helmet or something. Yeah, like yeah. a di- get like a diver suit from the era from the early twentieth century. Oh uh, yeah, just a diving bell, you know. That, yeah, you just too. need to roll around in a diving belt like a like a hamster ball down the, you know, the concourse, and nothing, no one will shoot you. <laughs> no, no, that's how that works. They won't be uh, able to because of the giant metal ball around you. Exactly. Thinking st- three steps ahead. Uh, I've been playing in a short Aeon game for Onyx Path for their Trinity, their uh, Story Path Showcase games. What did you That's, end up going with? Uh, I went up going with like a Claire Sensen soldier, soldier uh, which is very interesting. It's it's uh, yeah, it's it's fun playing someone who is like supposed to be all hippy dippy, but really really likes killing aberrants because fuck them. It was a fun, the, you know, plus ex guy who also really really likes killing aberrants mm-hmm. is just a fun thing to play yeah we got into a got into a little bit of an argument with someone who uh who, who wasn't so very clear on the the humanity status of aberrants tick tick tisk 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 yeah i know but it was it led to some good role play so it, it's it's fun i don't know exactly when that's going to be airing but rest assured you'll find out here uh but that's my gaming what about you ryan how's your gaming pretty fucking good i'd say and be all cussy about it because it was yeah. a pretty good night last night uh finished up another arc of rhyme of the frost maiden where they're about to hit the hey here's what's actually going on i'm sorry it took this long uh, uh, point uh so they're just hit level 14 and i fucking i put them through the ringer yesterday i mean was, well you should it was a good time like, they get those high levels then you gotta fucking make them earn it oh yes uh played some straw we played some straw that was Did fun play straw. yeah that was yeah, fun we, we solved most of our problems through niceness and then straw beat us up some that was a rough one um i was like 95 percent sure he was gonna fly away uh with you and just drop you in front of me about an hour later 
having turned you into a vampire. That that I think was might might have been a thing. Yeah. I, I feel like had we not been a little more like a little more on it, that would have mm-hmm. definitely been a scenario with I don't know, maybe he just tie a sign around your neck that says, I made this for you. No, no. <laughs> I made this. For you, jerks. Yeah, that would have been that would have been okay. Vampire tiefling. All right. I mean, sure. Can, can you get any sexier? It's crazy. I know. When you become a vampire, it's you become very sexy. Mm. But yeah, I think that's well and enough gaming for now. Let's talk a little bit about the news, which of, there isn't a huge amount. However, they have uh, announced, Hasbro and Renegade Game Studio has announced the Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, and Transformers role-playing games powered by the Essence 2 role-playing system. And I think that's neat. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's a combination like you you roll a d twenty plus a skill die, which is you know, you know whatever whatever, however good you are in a thing, the higher die you have, and then criticals do a thing, and it, it's interesting. I like okay, it. So so baseline Savage Worlds, but not really. Sure. Yeah, because they do the the scaling. Your die, you get a nice a, a different die depending on how good you are at a thing. And there's costs and benefits that go with that. And so, yeah, neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it looks interesting. Uh, um, I'm not too terribly interested in playing any of those games, but nope. I will be interested in seeing the system when it as, as it's shaped up. I'm just glad. I just like that there's going to be stuff for everybody. Yeah, I think that's the nice part. It's just, you know, whatever you want to do, if you can find people who want to play it, you'll you can like take part in this in our crazy weird hobby anything that will get more people into into doing this because i think it you know well i think those uh, the those those systems are specifically like hey are you a guy who has nostalgia or hey do you have are, are you a person with kids yep which and, both of those are fine yeah and i i like any also stuff that could get you playing with your kids which is yes. what we had uh, eloy on many many years ago mm-hmm. and he spe- kind of specialized in that and I just think that's a really cool thing because some of the the most diehard people I know are the second geners who yeah. are like, no, my parents sent me to my room when I was eight because they were having D and D night. Mm-hmm. I didn't eventually, come I got to play. Or, or, or and eventually, when I was fourteen, I got to play, and that yeah. was because you know we were talking, we were cussing mm-hmm. and talking about backhand and orcs. <laughs> good times, good times. But that sounds interesting. Uh, the Avatar Kickstarter is almost done, probably done by time of. Uh, of airing this uh they're at over seven million dollars and i think they're they're done hot damn yeah i don't think they released another stretch goal uh once they hit seven million but you know what that'll do pig that'll do and apparently the level up fifth edition uh set is kind of right around the corner for anyone who doesn't know what that is someone basically has done has tried to do a pathfinder thing for fifth edition with like lots and lots and lots of you know subclasses like i guess more rules granularity from what i'm getting out of it you know but yeah so for people who wanted a little bit more grit and make and obviously like covering some of the uh probably sometimes intentionally nebulous cases left by uh left by fifth ed i don't know maybe we should kill the president Oh really? Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, Matt, you can cut that part out or not. Whatever, Matt. Uh, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to make him make him do the cuts. 
He wants to bail on us. He can, we, he can do some fucking work. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what you're doing right now, but it's not good enough. <laughs> uh, okay. We have fun. So, uh, for you, I mean, Matt's not here, uh, and he occasionally is the one who picks topics for us if it's not <laughs> completely obvious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do it sometimes, but I'm pretty sure that pie chart would be lopsided yeah i come I up with a couple here and there we've got a we've got a nice little like backlog list that we occasionally reference um Indeed. but i think this week we are going to answer some questions i th- i think we're just gonna spend this time answering some of life's most important questions and I, when i need to ponder upon life's most important questions i uh for my job go to stack overflow because that's where i copy everyone else's work and get paid a lot of money for it but when i'm looking for rpg questions i go to rpg stack exchange and we can where we can look at these hot 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 questions and we're going to try to answer them uh badly uh, if i'm if i'm going to be completely honest i have no you know because Lord knows, I, I feel like we've put our work in after 130 fucking episodes. Like, I don't we have to really give have. It. We have 100 multiple episodes full of very good advice. So let's go with some bad advice. Indeed. Uh, can a ghost possess a vampire or any other undead? It's the dumbest question I've ever heard. I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of dumb. Uh, yeah, of Yeah, I course. guess they could. Of course they are. They don't have a fucking, their soul's all messed up. You're just, yeah, they're you, you just just you're just doing a little disrespectful puppet show. It doesn't. They're not immune. <laughs> ain't no one immune to a disrespectful puppet show. Now we're talking about the Hun or the Poe. I don't know. What am, that I, am I mixing? Am I mixing the the sardines and the peanut butter here? Like is I, that is that what's going on? Oh my god, I don't even know. That's I'm both confused and disgusted. <laughs> That's what you should be. Oh my god, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's yeah, of course. Relax. that's all i I got well that's a lot okay well that's my answer for a lot of rpg questions like when 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 i'll click on to some of these and it's like three or four paragraphs like my oh my favorite one thus far is how do i stop uh find familiar from breaking my game uh and it was just like five five paragraphs of why it's a problem and the simplest answer is hey man just don't let them do that. Yeah. <laughs> if the spell's breaking your game, tell them to stop. That Just makes help. sense. Yeah, it seems easier than like thinking too hard about it for very long. Just explain why it's a problem and ask them to stop it. I don't know. Get a fox, not a bird. I don't know, man. Whatever. Yeah, works for me. I I'm not. I am not. Uh, God, I can't. I can't describe how little I care about most of these. Yeah, this was a horrible idea. What the fuck was I thinking? I don't know. Let's answer some patron patron yeah, questions. Let's patron questions and stuff. This is dumb. I hate this. This was a terrible idea. Whose idea was this? It was mine. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So let's let's answer some questions by some people who don't overthink things. Our Indeed. Who think things just the right level. They think about things the right way, which is why there are patrons. Okay. So question number the one: What genre do you feel does not translate well to tabletop RPGs? Uh, Scott, you want to go first? Uh, does not transfer well to JR to, to tabletop RPGs. To JRPGs, no, you can do anything with a JRPG. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. Anything, anything, I've and seen it everything. Done. Crunchyroll says. I mean, 
JRPGs? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I mean, Big Eyes Smallmouth did kind of suck. Like, it does kind of suck as a system. Yeah. I've never seen anything. I have played, and I have played in a number of anime games, like a mm-hmm. lot of them, actually. Like, I have played the Sailor Moon one, the DBZ one, um, Big Eyes Smallmouth, both TriStat and 20 and D20. So we have tried in my in my time to play some jrpg style anime nonsense and it just doesn't work i don't know um so yeah i agree with that that's not that's not my mine is in terms of just like the hardest to get right i guess so i guess it kind of applies as horror i think horror is in terms of like just the feelings that horror gives you like there's a specific physiological response that i associate with horror that i have never achieved at a at a well rolling dice like it just doesn't happen yeah like, the, like the classical like you are a person who is a scared yeah i've kind never of style scared, of horror. no no tabletop has never scared me mm-hmm. like never like generated me like a physiological like whereas mm-hmm. you know t- like larping and of course you know and yeah i mean other forms of but yeah not not for tabletop <laughs> yeah i i think i mean i think that's why there's a distinction when like the white wolf style of games of personal horror yes it's not so much the fact that you know you're going to be a scared by stuff it's that you are the scary thing and you have to wrestle with that indeed and i think that's easier because people can more easily look in words and sort of cogitate upon like what is this what what do i feel about this and you can make your felt self feel terrible which is you know that's, that's easy. easy yeah of course <laughs> so I do, that, yeah. I do that every day uh, yeah all the time uh let's see here what rpg setting would you like to see become a tv series Ooh. that is the easiest question, question in the world for me it is Trinity continuum on or aberrant I, either I of those I would, I would very much like to see dishonored uh, that'd be become, cool because i think it has a lot of the good stuff that mm-hmm. makes tv series you could do a lot of it's very cinematic and there's a lot of fun lore to learn and like the the aesthetic is very is is well i hope you like whale punk <laughs> oh, i like whales yeah so, no i like dishonored dishonored would be good um i i think aeon would be great just because it's such a very cool sci-fi setting um, you know, with a lot of cool powers and a lot of cool organizations and cool aliens and bad guys and cool spaceships. Like it could, it could use an it could use the anime treatment. <laughs> it could use the anime treatment. Yeah, an animated series would be pretty good for Aeon, but a live action I think would also like I'm like I'm thinking about shit that they did with like altered carbon. And it's you true. Could absolutely do Aeon in that style. Yeah, I mean making it's always making the powers look good is mm-hmm. always the oh excuse me. Kill the president. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I yawned and then for some reason talked about killing the president. I don't know. Uh, it's okay. Why. We all want to kill the president and the vice president too. And the Supreme Court. Uh, uh, favorite breakfast, Ryan? French toast. I do love favorite. me some French toast. Although, I make really good French toast. I'm super. I mean, I, I, I am, I'm a big fan of like bacon uh poached eggs and sourdough bread sourdough toast 
Mm-hmm. That's also real good, but I I will agree with you that French toast is some almost a croque monsieur. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, a little bit of croque. Yeah, okay. We can we can make that work. Yeah, I mean, I've had. I, I do love me a. I do love breakfast. I just can't have it very much because yeah. uh, it will likely turn my stomach into a minefield of of terror. It's it's yeah. not great, but I do love breakfast food, so I will occasionally have breakfast for dinner. Uh, more often than not, breakfast is a soylent. Yep. Same. Uh, just because it is it is nutrient paste that goes down easy you know i've had people kind of try a long time ago try to moralize to me about drinking soylent because they like people have this thought process of like oh people who drink soylent are people in like they're just tech bro assholes it's like no they're just people who don't fetishize breakfast at when breakfast happens very much because it's like what are you okay well what's your actual problem with, with with the product it's like oh like you don't okay you don't have one got it you yeah just oh yeah the guy mad. who made it was kind of weird but who cares yeah the guy who made it sucks whatever so does all try america whatever you know? mm-hmm. uh yeah and but yeah i usually do i do probably a big breakfast one weekend day just yeah because you know I, you know I, I made the mistake of making uh making like shredded hash like waffle house style hash browns from scratch uh, that was a terrible decision because it took a long time and was while delicious, mm-hmm. way more effort to grate potatoes. Yeah, no, you just go to Waffle House to get those. Well, I can't. I am not going within a mile of a fucking Waffle House right now because fair enough. They're they're cold and wet on you know, <laughs> and that was before. Yeah, the before times. I ain't going. I'm not going in there now. Fair <laughs> so enough. I'll just have to figure out how to make my own delicious fatty breakfasts. Mm, fatty breakfasts. Mm. Um, I mean, I. On occasion, like I usually eat this more for dinner, but an English breakfast, like at a oh, pub, mm. like yeah. I guess I'm hungry. I think I'm hungry. Are you hungry, Ryan? <laughs> I think I just had. I, well, I oh oh, I haven't actually eaten like real food today. Oopsies. Uh oh. Oopsie daisies. Ryan's being a child again. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it, you're you're an adult. That means you have the privilege of being a child. It's true. If I want to get cranky because I didn't make myself eat and start having weird recursive spiraling thoughts uh, because I'm hungry, that's that's my decision. <laughs> I'm an adult. I'm an adult, and I'm going to trigger my own existential crisis, goddammit. Give me the horse dewormer. Mm. No, I don't want the Yummy. horse dewormer. I um, want more. <laughs> All yum, right. Yum. Any podcast skills, editing, and such that you wish you had practiced more? Nope. I really wish I should probably. I don't know where I would go to do this. Maybe like a diction course, but I would love to have like smoother speaking. Like I want to cut down on my ums. I want to, you know, stutter mm. less. You want allocution lessons? Elocution lessons. There you go. I wonder if Skillshare has like that. We're not. It might. I might, them, I might look but... that up. We're not sponsored at all by Skillshare. No, we're not at all. Wants to sponsor us, which would be totally fine. No, uh, totally. I mean, my answer was very glib, but the answer really kind of comes to the technical aspect of podcasting has never been my motivation for podcasting, so I'm mm-hmm. always happy to let other people do it. I like the talky parts. Yep. So I've sort of come to terms of the last five years that that is my place, and I am more than okay. I have a different set of skills. All right. So how does it feel uh, to look back on all the episodes, all the content, all you have produced, all the people you have interviewed? 
Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, I I have definitely enjoyed my time here on Polyhedron. Uh, I think we've had the opportunity to talk about some really interesting stuff. I mean, role playing is, it, I think it's kind of my er hobby. Like, I love it more than I love any other kind of hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in its various permutations, like, um, because it it allows me to feel things yep. that I don't normally get to feel. That and is, yep, I sure do like page. doing that. Yeah, I uh, it is kind of my my main deal because I'll pretty much do anything. I'll put off pretty much anything for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I love video games and I spend an immense amount of time playing video games like most of the time. But that's more the a place to put my brain for a minute. Uh, yeah. So it's not noisy. Uh, whereas during role playing games, I can actually focus fully invest in what I'm doing and actually like care yeah where well, usually also... i don't care while i'm playing video games mm-hmm. but... and like you know as far as the podcast is concerned like just like anything you love it gets better when you rip it apart and dissect it and examine it granularly mm-hmm. yeah of course yeah of course uh, as yeah, far I, uh, as the interviews that we've done i um, i adore our interviews i really I'm, love those okay so i i know this is gonna sound weird but i know i don't appear on them very often and if anyone is curious as to why that is, it's because it is really, really hard to get a, to have three people interviewing one person. Yeah. And usually my version of uh, con- contributions to this podcast are usually interjection. Like I'm mm-hmm. usually an interjector where I'll like, I'll, I'll yes and something someone mm-hmm. else is saying. And during the interview, I have no reason to speak whatsoever because I'm in my opinion, if I am having a person on for an interview, I'm here to let them talk, not me. That's very true. And so Scott and Matt are just better people for an interview because they're very, not that they don't interject and, you know, yes, and, and have fun too, but it's, I think that they're better at it than me. Yeah. Especially when we have, especially when we have more than one person that we're interviewing. Oh God. Yeah. And then it just gets really muddled with like, you know, there's only so much you can tell our weird voices apart, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm pretty distinct, but like, yeah, too many voices, it would get kind of confusing. And yeah, so that's, but I love them. I love that we have them. I think that they're probably the cool, one of the coolest parts of our show is the fact that you can look back and the number of interviews with people who I think are very much of merit is all, you know, yeah, I think that's great. I think uh, it's just, it's been so cool and well i adore talking shop like i love i love talking mm-hmm. shop with people i like getting into the nitty-gritty of you know what makes this hobby tick uh-huh. and to have had the opportunity to do so with so many people whose work i enjoy uh and you know who i you know i consider to be uh you know admirable peep folk uh is great and in terms of like one i mean i cannot stress enough how happy i was to do the um the uh trinity game oh yeah absolutely yeah, I mean, that, that's I, sort of exp- I can't express how just honored i felt mm-hmm. like i know yeah. that's a, i know that may may sound hyperbolic but i was actually very much honored that they wanted us to you know take part and i think yeah that- absolutely that was a very cool thing i give a lot of kudos to matt for setting that up uh, and you know dixie and eddie were great and patrons you haven't heard it yet but you will yeah it's, it's coming just a good time and i it was just super cool and i hope we get to, i hope i get to work with those people again right? absolutely yeah i mean yeah. We, we we've 
we've spitballed a few ideas and we'll see what comes down the pipe. Um, let's that's, see here. that's enough gushing. Yeah, it's I enough gushing. Enough. Yeah. We really like it, I think is the short mm-hmm. answer. So question for the episode, any thoughts on running a kind of larger TTRPG with 15 to 20 players? So a little context for this that I accidentally eliminated as part of the question. The person who posted this, one of our lovely patrons, uses th- this methodology like small role-playing exercises to teach Latin classes. Sure. Uh, so they were kind of wanting to maybe add more gamification, I guess, mm-hmm. because it seems to get engagement in there, you know. Now, so my answer to this is you're talking about a LARP. Yep. <laughs> that was what uh, I was about to say. Okay. And here's the next part. Here's the funny part. It's like, okay, so what you're going to do, here's, here's, here's what you're going to do. You're going to do this a couple of times by yourself. And it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to find the people. You're going to see like three people mm-hmm. in that group who are super into what, what's happening right now, like way into it. And those are your helpers. And you go recruit those people to be your little helpers. Mm-hmm. And then you have a staff. And yeah. then... And then you rent out a site in Georgia and then, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, you could, I mean, you could definitely just do this in a classroom. Yeah, it's absolutely a classroom. But honestly, when you're dealing with that many people, you just need someone to help you manage. So yeah, some competent people who won't let the power go to their head, quote unquote, because if these are children we're talking about, holy crap. Uh, I don't know if these are adults or children. But and you usually, can you can basically find any LARP system, any any salon style LARP system, and you know just say, hey, we have to do this in Latin. Exactly, and very simple systems like a lot. Of, also, a lot of systems like good way to practice numbers. You mm-hmm. know, good way to, your numbers, your colors, your you know just mm-hmm. the basic conversational stuff. Because a lot of this stuff, in terms of mechani- mechanism is supposed to be short form in the way you explain it. So, and I mean, I think the probably one of your better, um, better tools there would be the puzzle. Uh, You know, Uh, something that, something that has, you know, a word puzzle kind of situation where, you know, they have to decipher the Latin in order to get the clue in order to put the puzzle together uh, is is a good idea there. And then you can, you know, with a a lot of people, you can have a pretty big puzzle that requires a lot of different moving parts. Indeed. Um, So uh, maybe, a group work group work that feeds into something larger like yeah exactly uh i mean just the key thing is that you 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 can tack on pretty much any larp system that and and you know put the requirement of you know we have to speak or you know we have to utilize latin in some way in order to successfully navigate the problem all right so larp rome is what i'm getting yeah larp just rome. larp rome do a larp a rome larp of some kind that isn't in any way problematic please sure I yeah think. no maybe or you know i mean that's all i got for that yeah, like, yeah there we go that's all i can really come up with uh so. all right so yeah dual arp now i don't i i don't think a tabletop is viable i have i have sat at a tabletop rpg uh, a game of D, of dungeons and dragons that had 15 people in it it was one of the worst most isolating experiences i ever had in this hobby it was awful i don't know i i'm only aware of one of these um it's um it's not out yet it's called uh blood feud it's it's a vampire the masquerade uh mega board game that has like different factions and whatnot i don't know if they have any other mega board games that might be a bit more appropriate for for a classroom situation but doing something along that and then incorporating the, the Latin lessons into that might be another solution to that that's not a full-on LARP. 
something a bit more role play, a role play board game uh, okay. might might work with that amount of people. Um, so just a thought. Something where also it's something where bo- you could integrate board work with it or yeah. have the, the game be the board you yeah. know, mm-hmm. or be on the board so that everyone can see what's happening, you know, that, you know, yeah, that kind of something like that. Stuff. But I think that's a really neat question. And thank you for asking it. Yep. That was, that's cool. So how do the three of us meet? Well, the simple answer is Forest of Doors. Yeah, that's the, the simple terms. answer. That, that is, that is where the, the three of us came together. I met Matthew a very long time ago at a, uh, at a Metro Atlanta gaming store called Colossal Games. It's no longer in existence. Uh, and, and quite honestly, good riddance. Um, <laughs> it was really cool back in the day, and then it stopped being cool. Um, but yeah, I met him there, and there was a, there was a troop-style vampire game that was being played in that, and that is where I met him. Um, and we you know we we talked to each other off and on then the next time i kind of encountered matthew was we both worked at an office depot what? Uh, for a summer yeah i didn't know that <laughs> yeah um uh, and then for about yeah for about a summer we worked at the same office depot so we 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 reconnected there um and then we both went to Kennesaw State University which had a role playing club which is how I got into larping and that's when I really started to hang out with Matthew. So uh, you you got the good old fashioned you, you became friends by proximity and then it actually was a friendship. Yeah, pretty much. Um yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it went down and then both of us met Ryan at uh, at Forest of Doors which is but, a larp uh, that we've mentioned several times. Specifically like the first time I ever hung out with these guys was they uh they had invited me over uh, either Matt or a mutual friend, I think, had invited me over to play test something that someone was cooking over. Hmm, at, uh, really? Scott's, Scott's, it was the Forest of Doors tabletop. Oh, really? That was, that was the first time we actually hung out. I'm. It is my first memory of us. Gotcha. Hanging out. Okay. If fair that enough. Is not the case. I. I feel bad, but that uh, is you the... know it, it. It was long enough ago. Yeah, I had come up with a tabletop uh, hack. Of just the, trying of, it, you know, yeah. just trying stuff. Yeah, just trying stuff out. I think it worked pretty well, but, you know. I think it, worked. Eh. it was fun. We yeah. had a nice day. It was a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, so that's generally how we met. I mean, LARP is a good way to meet folk. I mean, yeah, you're, you'll, you'll end up in proximity to folk, and eventually you'll bump into each other and realize you have some of the same interests. You know, mm-hmm. these folks seem cool. And then you get invited to, you get invited to hang out a bunch, and it's nice. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I'd say it worked out okay. I think it worked out pretty all right. How did the podcast begin? Our origin story. Well, Matt is a big driver in this. He is absolutely a rat bastard. <laughs> uh, well, it actually started uh, with there was a there was a proto version of this podcast back when we were developing Subnet um, mm-hmm. uh, with myself, Matthew, and Ryan. And no, not, not Ryan, Nigel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recorded an episode or two. It didn't. It didn't really gel. Um, that, and oh, then, that's uh, right? Yeah. Oh my God! I forgot that part. <laughs> I don't think I don't think those episodes have ever seen the light of day. Uh, but then Matt, I think it was mostly a scheduling issue. All right. uh, just you know, and then Matt Matt came up with the idea of you know we want to do a podcast. You know, uh, you know to just because we want to do a podcast uh, that's like the thing that we were doing, but it uh, also, also was supplementing you know uh, the studio at the time to yeah. you, know, you know sort of like 
part of content generation to sort of a profile, to, you know, for the eventual release of Subnet. Yeah. But uh, episode nine, I believe, is a talking is that, about. Is that episode we talk about that? I believe. Uh, Subnet, Subnet ended yeah. up not happening, but the by that time, Polyhedron was its own thing. Yep. Uh, and it's been fun. Uh, so yeah, it was the media. The me- we have been referred to as the media, which is a strange, strange appellation. Uh, I don't know that I feel honored or insulted or both. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's how it started. It started as kind of a promotional, like, uh, well, it was also a thing to drive people to a Patreon uh, where we could build funds for for developing the role-playing game. And it ended uh, up just being used to buy equipment for making the podcast nice. Yep, make, make the cool. podcast, doing actual some of the actual plays that we've done yep. uh, is where most of that money goes. And, you know, hey, it, it's self-sustaining at this point, so why the hell not keep doing it? I mean, unless, you know, you're all terribly bored at this point, but hey, yeah, you're, right. you're fine. You're still listening. <laughs> I like, I like Matt, talking. Matt says that the, that the numbers are good, so the numbers are good. I, I believe him when he I says do. those things to me, because Matt, not a very good liar. No, no, he's easy to trick. Yeah, he is. <laughs> no, that's not true. How do you think I got this skin? I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, damn it. I, I forgot. Um, uh, we should yeah. blow up Congress. Uh, let's just blow, oh, yeah. just blow really up Congress. get in there. Really, really, really fucking pack it full there. of C4. Oh, potassium <laughs> nitrate in you. <laughs> uh, where is my mind? Um, anyway, what games would you like to play but feel that you probably never will? Oof. I mean, I know my answer for that. Basically, anything from the Chronicles of Darkness. Yeah, I have played those, though. So Yeah, I, I have not, really. Like, uh, well, would like to play. So would like to play is fine. Like, yeah. So that means I got you could have false started, which I did false start with yeah. the Mage the Ascension game. Yeah. Or Mage the Awakening. Awakening. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, Mage the Ascension, I would love to play. I've never been given a chance to play that, and it's such a uh such a it's hard to find people to play that sort of i think shit. i mostly would like to play a mage game i think that's yeah. what i re- i would like to play something in the mage properties mm-hmm. because i like what they're up to but also recognize that in terms of like the the heavy lifting on the terms of the storyteller it asks it's a, big a lot it's a, it asks a lot of your storyteller which part of you know what makes a game like big big like the difference between you know some of the Chronicles of Darkness and, you know, Dungeons and Dragons is accessibility of the person having to run the damn thing. Hmm, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the storyteller to player ratio gets even worse the harder a system gets to, like, really wrap your head around and, like, present in an interesting way, especially when there's a lot of lore and, you know, stuff attached to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I recognize exactly why I might never get to play one, but... Yep. Still wanna. Still wanna. Uh, I would. I. Pl- I ran slash played this game for a little bit, but I would love to. I'd love to find some way of doing House of the Blooded. That is so a much fun, about it. Fun un. Uh, event- eventually, I think he's going to do a, a second edition, uh, but we'll see. Uh, which <laughs> which game is in major need of a new edition? Uh, well, that's Scott's answer, yep. I guess. House of the Blooded. Uh, um, Amber Diceless Role-Playing is another I one. I knew that would be a, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my answer, and I, I will die on this hill, White Wolf Street Fighter, second <laughs> ah, edition. Bring it back for the new, 
for the new generation for fifth ed yeah apparently we're getting we're getting like a ghost of it with the the aberrant wrestling supplement kind of yeah it's kind of nice in that regard so Mm -hmm. it's like that could very much be like well if you wanted to do street fighter here it is there you go it's actually yeah i mean you could definitely hack that to be street fighter easy 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 as long as there's a way to throw a fireball you're in good shape oh yeah hadouken yeah, so I guess you're gonna get your wish there, buddy. Um, let's nice see things here. Happen sometimes. I know. Any games that you tried which were a big disappointment? Oh, oh. Well, there's a number of those now. There are, aren't there? There aren't there. Uh, let's start with one of my earliest ones: Mutants and Masterminds. Uh, I just. I thought it was really, it's very cool in concept. You just need the single D20, everything else is static values. But how the, how do you, it's really hard to meet out challenges, man. It's hard to like, I don't know. For, it might be better, much like every superhero game, it might be better. You need a more mature storyteller to run a superhero game that isn't fucking stupid, I think. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I mean I, I know I understand mutants and minds minds in con in concept. Um and I know like a friend of the show, Michael Goodwin, was a big fan of it, uh, because uh, he was able to hack it to do his own shit with it. Um, but I think Aberrant's better. Uh probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I, I'm I'm a partisan in that way. Um, let's see, a disappointment that I didn't like. Um, seventh C, but I think that was had more to do with the GM. I had a very similar experience with the second edition of seventh. Yeah, uh, it was, it I think it was the second edition as well. It just didn't jive with me. Yeah, um. I've tried multiple instances of liking of, of getting into Scion. Oh yeah, I guess I just yeah, I think that that it's a that's a weird one. Yeah, I just think the rules are too. I, I listen, I get what it's trying to do. Absolutely. I but your shits your rules are too loose. They're too loose. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It's like actually. why even have numbers at this point? Like. Uh, I mean, like, I understand that that game has a pretty good following and people really like it. And I oh, agree. I think I think there's a lot to that game. But I just, I'm mostly it, dicking around. I just yeah. think that when I say it's way too, it's not actually even way too loose. It's just like a hair too loose for me mm-hmm. in terms of like what what basically the usage of your uh, your legend. Yeah. Like burning what though, like the scale of those things really well, yeah. scale's always been a bit of a problem, right? In terms in that in those systems, but yep. I, I yeah, meant it until, not until they really kind of until they kind of battened it down with aberrant, uh, it, it was yeah. a little too loose of a system. Um, which now that they have, you can translate that all over the place. Um, let me see any other disappointing games that I've, I've played that I didn't like. I mean, there have been a, a couple of disappointing mm-hmm. LARPs. I've had no hope. I mean, I had no hope for Fate the moment I saw it, but I played through it, a session of it, and I thought it sucked. Oh, Fate, the Fate role-playing game? Yeah, the Fate system. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, some disappointing LARPs here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff that I was just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Like, any, like, I, I think anything that's that's more on the solar end of things, 
Nah. Anything that's too face beady. I've, I, I've not, I have been, I've never taken part in that, honestly, mm-hmm. but I think, I feel like I probably, even though I do like the combat aspect of Boffer LARP a lot, I like a more slow, methodical, thoughtful yeah. version of it. Mm-hmm. And any time where I would have to like deal with a person in my personal space like that, I would not be very happy with. Yeah, like they're just and anytime you have like hit points in the hundreds. Oh, uh, just well, okay. That that any system in which the numbers are actually not real, like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter anymore. The numbers are so far like beyond what a human being could reasonably keep track of that it doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, like your default guessing the whole time. Yes, your default because there's no any... way that you can actually keep track of it. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Well, that's the end of the patron questions. Um, that's, that's all. Yes, that is all of the questions. Let's I, see. Let's 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 try give another another uh, okay, one more round. One, one more, more round to stack overflow. Let's try and find a juicy one here. Yeah, this you know this 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 skin this, mask is starting to smell, so I'm yeah. really going to have to move this along. Price of Volo's Guide to Monsters. What? Yeah, just what's what, how much does it cost? How much does that thing cost? Yeah, well, uh, well you know, um, about tree fitty, about tree fitty. Yeah, <laughs> to use an old and terrible joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, I think they're talking about the price of the the book in the role playing game. Not oh, the, how much uh, does the how much does the actual book cost in the setting of the Forgotten Realms? Yeah, that's a better question. That is a better question. That's a much more interesting question. Because how it really depends, has Volo gotten to pu- mass publishing yet? Indeed. Want, I know he wants to, mm-hmm. but he's also a drunk. Is there any disadvantage to playing an adolescent elf? <laughs> well, your self-respect for one thing. Yeah, the, well, yeah. what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, no, don't do that. It's, oh man, first of all, why adolescent? Like, why? why are you, okay, here's the thing. How old are you? <laughs> yeah. Don't play. Don't. Are we playing little fears? No. Don't play a child. Stop it. There's nothing good that can come of playing a child. Yeah. No. It, Not it, in that headspace. You don't know. Uh, also, an adolescent elf. So it's like, oh, you're 15, but you're gonna live to 500. So you're gonna yeah. be the worst. There's no. Uh, there's no good. Good. Good way to do that. Also, I don't think. you know, elves. Oh, come on. How cliche. No. I, I don't <laughs> I've done half half elf plenty of times. Half elves are great. They got good machinery. They do. How do you cast mending on a clockwork character? You make them walk it off. All right. Uh... <laughs> What's the minimum difficulty for Mother's Touch? Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, it it, de- it depends. You uh, know? There's a lot of economic factors that really play into that. Yeah. Um, also, a, you know, like might be a ha- historical context you're not aware of. How'd you make it? How'd you make it out through your uh, your own adolescence? How's the relationship? How were their How were their parents? How were uh, their parents? <laughs> uh, did they vote for Trump? Yeah, because you might not want them to touch. Yeah, yeah. That was surprisingly enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, no, we found a couple of good ones, but I, I I think this well is is well and truly well dry. Well and truly dry. Uh all right well oh shit well okay well i guess the farce wait do i need to continue the farce so that do i need to like say the thing to myself yeah say the thing to yourself actually okay i'm just gonna sit back and and, uh well let the magic happen happen. so here we go guys so from everyone here at polyhedron go with your fun yeah fuck me i fucked it up i fucked fucked it up up. go roll some dice 
Hello, everyone. Matthew here. If you enjoyed the show, you can always contact us at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, as well as at polyhedroncast on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Divis Melkav on Twitter. And I'm at Arduous, R-J-U-O-U-S on Twitter. And if you really want to show your support and get some extra content on the side, head on over to patreon.com slash polyhedron.